You're on www.earthtriberadio.com today. You're home on planet Earth. Hi, Fiona. Hey, Jill. So, something that's interesting that's in the paper today uh, that I was reading, the gateway drugs, the drug that takes you into the opioids, because that's a big issue here in, in the United States, the opioid drugs that's uh, got so many people uh, and only to discover it isn't what everybody says it's marijuana. It's not. It's alcohol. Mm-hmm. And how many of the young people are using that? Well, because it's much more socially acceptable and socially um, available than, I mean, I guess marijuana is too nowadays. Yes. So, uh, but the question we have to ask ourselves, and the question we have to ask ourselves is, why do people want it? Yeah. And and it's all wanting to come to the to peace, balance, harmony, and love. So, when you take a shot of alcohol, when you have a shot of any of the drugs, practically that I don't know, I've never taken cocaine. So, but with the other oh, ones, I have. Oh, what was it like the oh, first moment that you took it? Can I just tell you? Oh my golly! So I'm not a drug taker. Let me tell you this, but. I was in, here's a story. Are we ready for this? Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't drink and I don't take drugs. And I am in, uh, where was it? One of the uh, islands in the Caribbean. And the Venezuelans were there and the Rolling Stones were there and a bunch of people were, Barbados it was. So there was a party going on that we were invited to, and I am—I'm known as Cinderella. I'm asleep by nine o'clock. I—I do, I don't do parties well, and so I was persuaded to take a sniff of this. And they really had to work to persuade me to do this. Okay, um, I love the way that your phone rang it right at that time. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> yes. So I did, and it was like at 9 o'clock at night where I was really petering out and saying, look, I'm going back to the hotel. You have a good time. I I can't do this. But, you know, all these people were there, and people wanted to say, oh, come on, Jill, just... So I took a sniff of this thing, and the next thing I knew, it was 5 o'clock in the morning, and I was having a blast. (laughs) So... uh, you know, I have taken it, and I know how dangerous this is because, especially for somebody like me who just can't stay awake and doesn't drink alcohol, etc. Uh, so in this case, uh, alcohol was not the gateway drug, but it was an experience that I thought I have to not do this because I can understand why I could use this in a, as an excuse for everything. In the in the moment that you took it, do you remember? Did it give you a little burst of light? No, oh, not that one. But many of that. Well, alcohol certainly. When you you know when you have like a little, a little sip of wine, if you're not an alcoholic, but if if you when you have a little sip of something and it just gives you a little burst of light, cigarettes do that too. It's like we're always searching for yeah. connection to us, to our oneness, to us, whatever it is. And and alco- if people are alcoholics, they're. I often find that. If you take an alcoholic or a drug addict, once they've come out of it or being able to manage it, there's a huge amount of light in them because that's what they've been searching for through the alcohol, through the drugs. I think because of that experience that I had with cocaine, I'm very well aware of watching the progression 
the fads, etc., with cocaine. And I think over the past 30 years, because this was probably more than 30 years ago, um, what I, I think I've noticed is that people who have indulged in cocaine, because it gives you a lot of energy, mm. But it uses up your life. So mm-hmm. by the time you are 50, you might look 60. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's what I'm observing. It depends on the kidney energy. Yeah. That's why we're talking about uh, Chinese medicine. But although I'm not sure, I think each of the drugs I know, one of the, one of the acupuncturists telling me that um, ecstasy pulls on the heart energy and each one, I know that marijuana pulls on the liver energy. So each one, if you take it in excess, is going to put one of the systems in our body off balance you know so um if if we realize that alcohol is just a way that we're trying to find the place in us that is a connection to 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 the well-being to the balance to the harmony that we are and just if you are taking a drink if you could just stop as you're taking it and give thanks to the alcohol and just at each sip you take, feel it going through your body, giving thanks to the alcohol and the energy of the alcohol and just uh, really, um, you know, don't do this, of course, if you're in a program or something, but if you're not, it's a wonderful way to to heal yourself. Mm-hmm. I've worked with some people who, who have not done AA and who have still come th- out through alcoholism. And uh, it, I'm not saying try it, but I'm just saying that there are possible ways to move beyond alcohol because it is searching. It's people searching for the source. Mm-hmm. So I've had one person who was drinking a quart of vodka every night, and I, we started doing this, which is making it really conscious, giving thanks to the alcohol, realizing why they're looking for it, for searching for that place of connection right. at other times without the alcohol. And slowly, slowly after many years, this one particular person was able to move beyond it. Right. Um, we used to do that, a friend and I, who led women's vision quests, five-day vision quests into the wilderness, and there were people who were smokers. So we would ban cigarettes and packets. You would have to roll your own. Mm. And in rolling it, you'd smudge it, you'd pray with it, you would look at why you were needing this, exactly the same thing. And it was amazing how many people were able to uh, release their addiction to to cigarettes. We used to call it making it medicine. We're making it medicine. Yeah, you know? and that's what alcohol yeah. or drugs too. It's mm-hmm. all searching for that connection to our well-being, to the oneness, to the source. And uh, if we can find that, if we can just work out a way that works for us. And making it conscious as we're consuming it, but also, you know, find a way that works for us in between. And and oftentimes you need a little assistance with that as well. Well, I know in my family, the the alcohol that took such a predominant effect was most likely a a shyness, an introversion of the the person who with, with alcohol could become social. Mm-hmm. And uh, socialization uh, uh, meant a lot. It means a lot to people. So I can fit in or I can be amusing. I can be, um, you know, not the wallflower. Um, well, in a way, what it's doing is open, opening people up to themselves. 
Because when, you know, if the people are closed down and they take a couple of drinks, they open up to themselves. Well, mm -hmm. you can do that in other ways. So if you mm -hmm. can search other ways that you can do that, you know, if you have a difficult time talking, join the Lions Club or one of those rotaries. Rotary, yeah, where you something. go and talk in front of people or go assisted in a, um, you or know, the, a hospital. What is it called, the a, speech? The speech? Speech right, uh, speech masters or something. Oh, Toastmasters. Toastmasters. Yes. That's another That's really good one. That's a wonderful one, one mm -hmm. because there's ways of doing all of these things. You see, as we've, as Jill always calls, you know, doing the school of unlearning, we've gotten so much stuff on us of through our lifetime mm -hmm. that um, using alcohol or drugs to help to take it off in a way so that we can feel ourselves, so that we can step out, is it, it, is a way that in in the end we dissolve into and it takes more away from us unless we slowly decide how we exactly. can manage it and be conscious of it because when you take a drink well the AA says when you take the first drink the next drink takes you right it's one right. of their statements so if in if you can um, I'm not suggesting AA people take a drink but if you're not AA and you want to find a different way, then when you're doing that, make the first drink really, really conscious. Mm -hmm. And uh, But definitely, if you're AA, don't take a drink because you've mastered it through a different way. But all I'm saying is that if you don't feel badly that you've been an alcoholic or that you've been a drug addict, because all you do, all you were doing was searching mm -hmm. for a way either to express yourself or, or to, to come back to mm -hmm. the source. And find yourself. Yeah, and so you are, Ivaf, as I said, you are a highly spiritual being if this has been one of your pathways. And you've been, it's it's the same as if you've been going as a sannyasin on a pathway. You did it through through substances. I mean, and we have people like Timothy Leary and people like that who came, even Ram Das, who's a great spiritual teacher, who said, I think he wouldn't have come to where he was without going through all his drug mm -hmm. stuff. And I've heard other people say they wouldn't have come to yoga without doing the drugs so they can be pathways the difficult thing is they can catch you mm -hmm. and you can become a servant to them mm -hmm. in a sense so you have to be very careful it's a very tricky road so it's often helpful to get uh, assistance from somebody so that if you want to do it in a different way so you don't keep getting caught by the substance that reminds me I love that I just want to insert this in the in the in the Mayan belief system, that's the energy of kat, K-A-A-T, kat, it's pronounced. And that is the energy of what they call the net. Hmm. So you can, it can be a net that traps you or frees you, depends on how you use it. So that's what you're saying. They sometimes explain it as the net that traps you is like the spider web. And the other one is like the net that the fishermen use that throw it out in the water and bring in the fish that opens up your world, feeds so many people, you're doing good things, and it totally frees you. And oftentimes it's just that second of consciousness that means you go one way or the or other. The other exactly. So that's why sometimes it's helpful to have a group you're working with or to have you know, a, a mentor of some kind or even just a friend yeah. who, can, who can be there with you because, again... When you're an alcoholic or if you have an alcohol thing, the, you take a drink and you can begin to f either feel like you can step out, or you can go in, whichever, and then 
there is an energy that will make you want more because you want to keep finding it. Mm. I, I worked with a crack addict once, and she, she said it is known that with crack addicts, um, you the first um, experience you have is what you're always searching for, that yeah, vastness, exactly. beautiful space. And she said mostly they never find it, but they just keep upping it up and hoping mm. they can find it. Find it, it again, yeah. 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 So... Um, I don't know with alcoholism if if people are really aware of the fact that they're trying to find a place, but um, yeah, find it in your day. Begin to find, begin to identify what it was. If even if you're an alcoholic and with AA, identify what it was that the alcohol gave you. What mm-hmm. gift did it give you? And then start to find it in your life in other ways, like meditation or, as I said, helping people is mm-hmm. a wonderful way. Or animals. Right. It's the identification of what it is that you're searching for what is it that you need that you feel that you don't have or that you can't get without something some substance it could even be chocolate incidentally Mm -hmm. i mean anything if like so so chocolate people take it it does is serotonin or dopamine i'm not sure but if if you identify the feeling that you have when you for example eat chocolate and say, okay, this is, I'm going to eat this piece of chocolate, but I'm going to be aware that I'm eating it because I want this feeling. What is that feeling? Mm-hmm. That I'm looking and for. And start, do, do I get it? Yeah, and you could start off with something as simple as chocolate or something, if you like donuts, start with something as simple as donuts. Mm-hmm. You know, like be just be aware very consciously as you're eating it. It'll be the beginning. That's the mindfulness that I love. That we, It would be so wonderful if we could bring that into this. It's a great great tool yeah mindfulness can really change our lives and uh, the, the it's the mindfulness that asks that question why am I taking this drink why am I smoking this cigarette why am I eating this chocolate why what do I want what, what is it I'm searching for that I think this can give me yeah and then taking either searching out places where you can get someone who can teach you how to do that this wonderful online stuff of course available or uh, you know search out classes or groups you mm-hmm. know meet groups meet mm-hmm. and greet groups whatever mm-hmm. they call them that that you could there's lots of meditation classes out there but it may not may not be a meditation class that you need it might be a tennis club i mean i don't know you've yeah. just got to look to find be mindful in those moments and find out what is it that I'm missing that I'm trying to fill up with this thing. And that's sex as well, Mm -hmm. because people start sex uh, wanting to fill up and be uh, accepted and loved and find find that incredible. When people have an orgasm, it's a connection to the source. But because most people don't know how to hold that energy, or with they keep searching for more and more and more and more, and it 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 just becomes difficult to find you know just except for a second so yeah we're all searching for well-being and connection to source yes which is what we are we are yeah we don't have to do anything we just have to unwind a little bit of stuff and then we have we to are. unlearn all the crap excuse me that we've been forced to learn that makes us feel that we're undeserving we're unloved we don't know yeah, you know, we just need to let go of all of that. And we can do it almost in an instant with mindfulness. Mindfulness yes. is so powerful mm-hmm. um, that if we wake up in the morning and say, today I'm going to be mindful of the way I feel, how I'm trying to fill myself up and what my needs are, 
and what am I doing to try to fulfill those needs? So it, it's pretty amazing to to be able to do that first thing in the mm-hmm. morning and carry it with you through the day. Yeah, and then I always love starting the day with mindfulness and ending it. Uh, what am I grateful for learning today? What experience am I grateful for having? So that there's a gratefulness even amongst a very maybe trying day find something that was you're grateful for it can be something small like mm-hmm. you know as you're going to bed i just love the fact that i have a bed or i have a toothbrush or i have water yeah i, I mean, what mine is oh my gosh i love the feeling of this bed oh where's that pillow and just <laughs> it's just folding myself into it well you, you know those of us that have lived uh, you know mm-hmm. who've traveled in the deserts and and yeah, the slept on the sand of, right you know how I, I can uh-huh. remember we were filming a documentary in the middle of australia and for two weeks, I think it was, we didn't ha- weren't able... You, you've given a little bowl of water to wash in every day. and mm-hmm. um, You had enough to drink, but not much to wash in, nothing for your hair. Yeah. So it was so amazing to get back to a shower. Yes. You, know, how, you really feel grateful, but every day when we step into the shower, you know, our hair was all knotted. And it's like, if, if it, but every day when we get into the shower, are we aware how lucky we are? No, I am. To have a shower. Oh, no, because we've lived... In we've, that, it, we've gone there uh, a month once, crossing yeah. the Sahara Desert, no water. Yes, I yeah. know. You just keep away from everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but in those, in in a lot of country cultures, or not, I came back to show my husband exactly what I looked like <laughs> after crossing the desert with the Sahara Desert. So little things, mindful of the mm-hmm. little gifts we have. I mean, how lucky are we that we have running water? Yes, I know. Um, I sometimes do that because I, I only have a shower. I don't have a bath. And I love the shower. And I think if if the whole earth went belly up and I didn't have this shower, it would. what would life be like? And then I think of all the people that did, don't have a shower now. No. Or people who are suffering in different places of the world that don't have a shower. Or so, enough water. Or enough water. So mm-hmm. I like to dedicate it to those that don't. When I have a shower, I like to dedicate it to those that don't have a shower. Yeah, when we were kids, um, mm-hmm. we didn't have running water. We were too far out in the in the bush. And so my dad used to pump up some water from the windmill um, or however he did it into a big tank and then put a fire under it. And then yeah. we would have one bath Mm-hmm. And the little ones would get in first, and then the older ones, and then my mom, and then my dad was the last. But again, I always said that I think we were always the dirtiest ones. But yeah, that's ones what I was just about to say. <laughs> Aren't the kids the dirtiest? Yeah, ones? we were. <laughs> but so I'm, you know, it's such a gift. Um, I know my granny who lived out there too most of her life, all of her life. When she got to a hotel she'd never been in as as an adult, she spent the whole night with all of the electricity on in every room of the, you know, in the bathroom and because she'd never had switch on switch off electric so it's it's like we're incredible to be able to walk into a room and switch on Um, how does that make us feel you see all of this is about being mindful and and grateful for and i'm I'm so grateful as i'm sure you are for having the experiences in life where we didn't have any of those things. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have any of those things for a period of time. It wasn't, we're never going to have this, these things. But, it, you know, a month carrying my own water through the Sahara Desert to drink. Uh, no showers, no bathrooms, no toilet paper, no. Very interesting. 
uh, experience. Yeah, it Very does make us mindful mm-hmm. uh, when we get back into civilization of what what the incredible gifts are. But we forget it often, but we remember it every so often. Yeah. And I think that's the deal is to remember that we're all searching for this connection to the source, to the oneness. And we find, however we can, if we are mindful, we'll find it throughout our day. We'll switch the electric on and say, wow, it's just so wonderful to have electric light. We know what it's like when we have an out. It's no electric. And so if we can do that throughout the day, we start to become very conscious of filling ourselves up with gratitude and appreciation. And then we become conscious of where we're trying to fill ourselves up with some kind of substance. Mm -hmm. I love you, Fiona. I love you, Jill. You're pretty neat. (laughs) <laughs> you too. <laughs> this is Earth Tribe Radio, www.earthtriberadio.com. You're home on planet Earth. <laughs> <laughs>